them. So basically, when they see us, meaning that when the world sees us, you know, um, white people, other Asians, or what they see us as black. But how we see them is obviously how we see other black people that may be light skinned, that may be mixed race. You see where I'm coming from. Um, so I wanted to talk about, obviously, first and foremost, like obviously, I want to start with Vicky on this one. Like, why do you think girls black fish? Like, why did you think they, if we're taking into account someone like Rachel, what's her name again? Dosiak. Do Dosiak, yeah. Obviously, mm -hmm. this is um, for ATM, for your purposes, this is a woman, yeah, a white woman that lives in America, at the time was head of the NACCP, I think, some big, you know, American, black, African-American organization and whatnot. But she's a white woman, yeah? But she literally mm -hmm. is saying that she identifies as black, that she wears her hair, you know, curly, she, she has a, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, she's, got, she's got black children from obviously being with a black man, so or mixed race children, but we're going to get into the whole mixed race black thing in a minute. But anyway, she basically identifies as black. So she's been called out. A lot of people have been onto her. She's obviously, um, when you watch her documentary on Netflix, she basically talks about the main reason why she ain't really... Um, claiming to be white anymore and whatnot is because of the abuse that she went through. I don't think she even says that's the reason why she's doing it, Vicky. I think she just says, right, like, that's just basically how she sees she things, isn't it? Yeah. How she perceives, isn't it? So, now with some cases, you look at it, you think, right, like, why can she do that? Like, why can't she identify as black? But then at the same time, it's like some people are saying it's in raw, you're skipping, you're, you're, not, you're not taking on... Um, the actual black culture as it, as it is, you're not admitting that you're, because some people are like, right, all right, cool, just admit you're white or you've come from a white background and this is what you are and you want to identify as that, that how a trans person would do it. Do you see where I'm coming from? Mm. So, but anyway, I want to know, um, Vicky, why do, you, why do you think girls black fish? I haven't seen men doing it. Um, I hope not to see men doing it, but why do you think girls black fish? I think the particular... Because what makes black fishing, black fishing, black fishing is the whole idea of like doing it to get some form of gain. Yeah. So it's usually associated with um, whether it be like trying to draw in a certain type of audience or trying to get some like, for example, like in. Um, I don't know, you know, like the same movie roles or if somebody's looking for somebody to represent their brand attempting to then appear black or to have black in order to kind of gain something. There's always a gain associated with it. And so I think it's the case where people are doing it because I don't, I, but I, I'm struggling to answer the question because I think like it's been happening for years. Mm. It's been little things, but in terms of, I guess, specifically being um, in regards to being black and people wanting to appear more black, it is a case of, I guess, in the media, there's been more, and you, you hear it a lot about there being more of a draw towards women who look, let's say, for example, mixed race, or, um, yeah, so women who look mixed race, so black and white or black and Asian, or there's that draw towards people who are like dual heritage. Um, and so I find that the idea of a white girl deciding that, you know what, I'm gonna try to appear this way 
to attract a certain type of audience. I think those are the reasons. It's, it's always to do with a game, whether it be gaining yeah. followers, gaining some form of attention, gaining a certain audience, or financial. Are we saying? Yeah. Are we saying? Are we saying this is a bad thing? Yeah, I to me, yeah. Okay. But I believe that it's a bad thing, not so much because of, I guess, the person's intention. Everyone wants to gain something in life, and it's if you want something, you're going to go for it. That I'm not. That that is like a separate matter to me. The reason why I think it's a bad thing is because it's taken that away from girls who are actually of that ethnicity or of that race or what that brand is looking for because these other girls are just applying let's say darker shades of makeup and perming their hair or braiding their hair just to appear a certain type of way and taking something and I think it's the same issue that's been happening in let's say the acting field where you've got people who are complaining about roles that should be or that are specifically about black people being taken by other races or being played by other races so I feel like it kind of ties into all of that and that's why to me it is a bad thing I think I think I didn't I didn't even know the terminology until um, yesterday. Uh, black fishing, I think, is a a broad issue, a broader issue than just white women appearing to be black. I think that this is going to sound very negative towards obviously females, but I feel like all types of females tend to do things that are very similar. So it's that same way that you could say uh, a white woman is using darker tones uh, of makeup to appear a certain colour. You can also say it happens the other way around. It tends to be darker skinned women that tend to wear makeup to appear lighter. Um, And I think everybody would be an outrage. All black women would be outraged if white women were to turn around and say, actually... Um, you lot are trying to be white or if you've got women that tend to perm their hair um, actually you're trying to be white or they wear straight weaves actually you're trying to be white so I feel like the situation's quite this conversation is pretty delicate isn't it and obviously I'm just going to say things with my chest I think it's a, there's a broader issue I don't think that it's just an issue one-sided I, I don't know. No, it's, not a, it's not a one-sided issue, but the term black fishing is specifically talking about when people are trying to appear black. And that's not me saying it doesn't exist the other way around. But just mm. on that particular subject, it is about other races. And it doesn't just have to be white women. I used that as an example. But uh, people of other races appearing to be a certain cult- like of a certain culture. Or I, 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 think, I think I see where I see where you're coming from, Vicky, with it in a sense of because they are white and everyone knows they're white, it's like they're going to gain even more now because if a, if a movie company was to say, well, could you dress up like a light-skinned female and act in this role? Like, for example, let's look at um, what movie did they whitewash recently? Let's even look at, let's look at the um, Gods of Egypt. I know I've used it before again, but, you know, mm-hmm. you can clearly know that the Egyptians were black. We all knew this already, you know? But they obviously got the whole cast as white people. So it's kind of like if there were females in there that were black fishing and they were like, oh, yeah, we can use them for inclusion in terms of actually including like black people and whatnot. It's just like you're kind of using your white privilege at the same time wearing blackface. So I kind of understand in that sense. I think what 
what ATM is trying to say as well, from what he's saying, it's like, well, then could other races, like black girls, for example, complain when they wear, you know, weaves, when they wear, you know, um, other, like, makeups to make themselves look lighter or more closer to the... They definitely can. They definitely can. That's why I find that the situation is pretty... The question is quite complicated because there's a broader issue around it. And I think the broader issue around it is, is, uh, uh, and not just females, because I guess males are probably at it or at similar things. It's about feeling comfortable in who you are, your skin tone, uh, your culture, whatever it is, Mm. um, just being comfortable in who you are. I feel like people emulate uh, different races, different cultures um, all the time. And you're totally correct, Vicky, when it comes to people do things for a gain or they do things because they think they're going to be accepted or included mm. in a group. Um, so that's what I, I definitely in agreement to that. I just feel like there's a broader issue around it and I don't really know how to kind of even touch on that subject without touching on the broader issues. I think that obviously I'm, I'm probably in agreement to you again. I think that it's wrong if somebody is basically doing something to appear something completed to what they actually are, you know, that's probably not the greatest thing, but I guess that's yeah. their issue, isn't it? And whoever yeah. chooses to whoever chooses to take them on as a partner or accepts them as a friend or whatever the case may be, that's that's down to them, isn't it? Like ideally I wouldn't want to marry a woman that is not acceptance of who she is and feels that she needs to appear darker or lighter um, or change her appearance massively to to um, to please everyone else apart from herself. But then it's a, it's a really tricky kind of discussion because if you just talk to any woman or any female about makeup and that sort of stuff, they will turn around and say, oh, I do it for myself. And once they say that, it closes any kind of discussion or any kind of debate to actually challenge anyone and go, actually, you don't. Because what do you say to someone that says, oh, I do it for myself? So it's that yeah, hard. Yeah. I feel like there has to also be, there has to also be a, a level of, of respect with it. I feel like there, there can be an extent, like you're saying, yeah, it, when I speak to girls about makeup and hair and that, and um, they will tell me, rah, I like to reimagine myself as this, or I like to reimagine myself as that, which is cool. No one ain't got a problem with that. The problem is, is obviously when you take it that far and you do go into an area like, obviously with Rachel um, Doziak, I feel like with her, you could see it's mainly a psychological thing in it because obviously she's, she's experienced trauma from her white side of the family. So, you know, even being with her adopted black brothers and sisters, it was like, you know, her white parents did a lot of horrible things to her. She didn't want to even identify as that. And then obviously in this situation, she's come in and said, yeah, she's a black woman. Now, because of, again, the whole, you know, perception of race in America and the mm. whole one drop rule, I think it was it five drop rule, whatever, um, which I'm going to get into in a second. I think people accepted her for who she was at first until they started to look and think, wait, hold on. Like, naturally, if you take your hair off, take your makeup off, like, we're not seeing that you're black. You know, once they're like, you're literally, mm. you know, a white woman coming in dressed as, as as a black person. So 
But funny enough, it was, her, it was her parents that out the door and that. But I think yeah, yeah. the biggest issue with black fishing in that sense for me is just the fact that we're aware that black people are already at a disadvantage when it comes to, I guess, the whole integration process. So it's like in general fields of work. So even when you look at social influencers and the, compa the comparison between how much they get paid, for example, for advertisements, it's been stated a lot of black influencers get a lot less money to run campaigns than what they pay white social media influencers. So in those situations where somebody's at a disadvantage, it's, it's kind of like when you get homeless people begging and taking money, but they're not actually homeless. And they're like, but these people are making money in a day, but they do it. And they, they, they dress up and pretend to be homeless and will beg on the street and get given money and then they go. That to me, when you're taken away from somebody who's already at a disadvantage, that's where my issue lies. But I think with what, with what ATM's saying, it's the same thing where I, I agree in the fact that it can be said back. And I do think that both sides of the argument have to be looked at and spoken on. And also even with the whole idea of black fishing, because they've had women who are black or mixed race, but who are of a lighter complexion, wear darker makeup to appear darker in an advert. So it still happens amongst black people. It doesn't have to necessarily be a different race. But again, that's done for particularly, like, you know, in that case, a financial gain. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I in regards to women... Go um, on, sorry. No, go on. Okay. I was going to say, in regards to women who bleach their skin, obviously, I, not I'm going to say obviously, but I don't agree with that stuff. So <laughs> I feel like, for me, I don't think that's right anyway just for the basic just for your health period but then also your mental state of mind and I feel like women who do that it's just to me it's not normal but also they're not trying to be a completely different race or come across as a different race do you get what I mean mm -hmm. it's when it's just like I'm gonna dabble in to get this for it's kind of like how you hear a lot of um you hear a lot of black women talk about the fact of saying oh you know I, I wear my hair straight or I wear weaves to go to job interviews because I feel like it gives me a better chance to get in the job. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like maybe on that level, that's where the comparatives can happen, but then it does it take away from the skill that the person has? Or is that just a case of you doing it because you're feeling like I need to do this just to get my foot in the door at least? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's very hard. I think, that, as I said, the conversation is very complex um, because obviously you do get white women that, you know, they tend to, or I shouldn't say, should I say white women or Europeans, what's probably the best terminology to use, where they they um, they get lip fillers, but so are black ladies and, 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 and Caribbean and African ladies, they're doing that too, where their mm. lips ain't as big as they would like it. I just think there's a culture, I think culture teething, that's what I'd call it, culture thiefing, it's is, is been going on for hundreds of years now. Um, you know, when I was younger, I felt like uh, black women wanted to be more like white women. They wanted long hair, long straight hair, um, especially whilst I was in primary school um, or secondary school, should I say. Mm. Um, and then obviously as I've got older, I've started to see that it, it happens on the other end and I realised that white women want to be very similar to uh, black women and I just think it might be the environment that you're in it might be for a gain as you said Vicky I think that's very important because I think there is a gain at the end so if it's a gain of a type of man that goes for you 
So if a woman likes black men but <clears throat> finds herself in positions where black men don't take her as serious or might not fancy fancy her, she might wear darker skinned, darker toned makeup to gain mm. that that to gain that um to gain the man in it. Mm. So yeah, I think it's a very difficult kind of it's difficult to even kind of touch on it to be fair. I think I think I think probably because I'm the next the next see it kind of leads into the next question which is um, you know are mixed race people black people and the reason why I'm connecting the two obviously coming off of black fishing yeah is because like you said about you know black women obviously trying to be lighter skinned and whatnot um, and obviously again white women doing the same thing vice versa there has been a history of that of that um, culture thief in it, or you could say color identity or whatever yeah, or like fetish. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, cultural appropriation, mm. sorry. So I know we've um don't quote me on this, but I remember reading this years ago, um, in the Victorian times. You know, a lot of the the women used to wear those um dresses. I can't remember the name of them. Um is it cool is it not cool sets? But basically they look like cool sets cool and they had like a huge, yeah. And it had like a huge like at the bottom was like a big massive like the dress used to go to their feet and used to be proper out and whatnot. Mm. And if you look at the the rear of a woman wearing that dress, it looked like the rear was extended. And I used to think, right, like, why is it always every time you see them, it's like that when they're wearing that dress, their rear looks like it's extended. And when I was reading it up, um, I remember seeing it. I remember going past it, past past mm-hmm. it on a documentary online, and it was basically saying that, you know, they were trying to mimic the the African woman's figure. So a lot of obviously slaves during that time, um, you know, in, in, in the plantation, again, you know, when we go back to slavery, you have to remember there was a part where it was normal. So people were living lives on the plantation or getting married and whatnot. And a lot of women that when you used to get married and, you know, dress up and whatnot, they realized that their figure was still show. So it's like there was a fetish or the desire for that. So um, I feel like, Moving on, when you look back into, because obviously when, we, when, it, when it gets to race, for me it's like, when I do speak to mixed race people, um, now I'm finding a lot of them do identify as being black. Um, some of them do say, yeah, I'm black. Obviously I'm mixed with whatever, blah, 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 but I'm black. And there's some that still feel like, you know, black people get onto them and say they can't speak on their, you know, black situations or black uh, um, conversations, they can't speak on the black race because obviously they're half and whatever and blah, blah, blah. So I feel like when you look at this whole, because con- obviously you have to go back in time to understand what's going on in the present and not to go fully into the history of it, but I learned that this started from the Spanish Inquisition, innit? And basically you had um, a, uh, I think it was a Pope, I can't remember the names, I'll try and get the names up in a sec, but Basically, um, you had, at the beginning, there were these, you, the Moors that ruled Africa, sorry, that, that ruled Europe, the Africans that came from, you know, from Africa that ruled Europe at the time, they were obviously coming to an end of their reign, innit? And the Spaniards were rising up alongside the Catholic Church and whatnot. So they created, um, obviously, Catholicism, you know, or Catholicism, whatever you want to call it. And through that race and religion, they needed to identify the native Spaniards, so the Spaniards that were there prior to the Moors, the Viscoffs, the, um, 
you know, Germanic tribes, blue and blonde hair, blue eyed people and whatnot, sometimes green eyes, away from those that were either black or mixed race or Jewish, because obviously there were, there were quite a lot of Jews or African Jews that were there as well. So as time went on, they created this inquisition, which um, I think they call uh, um, Limpesia or Limpesia, which basically is Spanish for cleansing. And um, essentially what it was really was they were saying that if you're tainted with black blood, then you can't be a Spaniard or you can't be, you know, of a, of a, of a original European bloodline. So I think what happened was they started to separate people. So if a man came and said, oh, I'm a Christian, but he was obviously mixed race or black or he had come from a Moorish bloodline, because you have to remember, if you look at race, if I'm, if I'm mixed race and I have a child with another mixed race person and those children have children with, like, say, white European people, the child is more likely to come up closer to white just due to the amount of, you know, um, mixing with DNA and whatnot. But there's still going to be elements of black features, even if you go down. That's why if you look at Spanish people, Portuguese people, although they are European, there is certain parts of their figure, certain parts of their face, their nose, their mouth, where it's more resembled as African-like or black-like in terms of phenotypes and whatnot. But anyway, like I said, I don't want to digress too much into it, but essentially they taught this whole new race concept and basically saying, yeah, if you had, are tainted with black blood, that then you're basically black. So my thing is this, when it comes to mixed race people, I see, what, hence the title, you know, um, when they see us and how we see them. Mm. The world sees mixed race people as black people. Like, if you look at Meghan Markle, like, it was like, the way they were just moving, like, she was so, like, not trying to say that, obviously, she's not black, but you could see she is, you know, in terms of her features and the way she dresses and whatnot, she is very, 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 very light-skinned. And, you know, she's, she's much more, um, she much more comes across as a European, like, in terms of her, her dress sense, the way she, you know, wants to wear her hair and whatever. That's cool. I'm not saying that she's not black and whatnot. But you could see that, the, you know, a lot of white people are terrified of the way that she's coming into the royal family and obviously blah, blah. Now, when I took, talk to mixed race people that may have, like, say, white in their family or they have Indian or they may have, like, Arab or whatever, I feel there's sometimes there is that level of, oh, like, I'm not fully black because I can't be fully black. I'm like, well, the whole world sees you that way. So why is it that you feel you need to attach yourself or identify yourself to the smallest bit? Or even if you get people that have got like white grandmas or Chinese grandmas, but their mum is um, mixed race and their dad's black. Do you, you see where I'm coming from? It's like they feel like they still need, oh yeah, I'm caught Indian or I'm black mixed race. I've heard people say I'm black mixed race, which I don't understand. And I feel like from my perspective, you know, black people are, 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 are like, you come in all different shades and sizes and, 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 and skin tones. So what would you guys think of that? Would you guys think, do you feel like mixed race people have a right to identify with both sides or do you feel like they can still identify as being mixed race um, but know that they're predominantly black? What you, would you guys think? Hello? I feel like, yeah, I was just trying to go first, but I personally, to be honest, I, just, I 
this is just a very personal thing for me. I'm not begging anyone to be black. So I feel like people can just identify themselves how they care to. Because I understand for some people, when you start thinking about what goes into, like, what is classified as being a black person? Like, what, how, what is a black person? Do you get what I mean? It's like there's many layers to how people choose to identify with their blackness. For some people, for me, like, for example, it's just the fact that I am black because my skin is black. I come from Africa. I'm a black African, so I don't get to, like, to me, that's just the basics. Whereas in, for some people, being black to them, and it kind of brings the culture back into it for some as well, is to do with the fact that, oh, well, black people act in a certain way. Even one of the things you said, like, oh, she dresses very European. There's black women that dress that way too. I don't think mm. I don't think dress sense is attached to any race, but it's attached to prejudice and what people assume certain type of people to be like. Because then, what's the assumption of how black women dress? Do you get what I mean? And it's, how you dress is very much down to where you're going, what you're doing. Like even down to the mentioning of some black girls say, "Well, oh, I have to. I wear weaves and straighten my hair for job interviews because I feel like it's the best way that I can get." Into it's, it's giving me a better chance of getting a job. So for me, because of those reasons, I just feel like if somebody who is, like let's say mixed race, says they identify with one part of their race more than the other, for whatever reason, sometimes I think in my experience when I've come across that, it's due to them having less contact with their other, uh, you know, with the other side of their family. So it may be that they're black and white, but they don't really have much contact with their black side or with their white side. And so, they prefer to kind of, they identify more with one side or the other. That's fine. I don't feel like it's my duty to make you say you're black. Like it is what it is. Cause you're still going to believe for you've got a reason why you feel that way in it. And to me, I, by trying to say to somebody, you can't say this or you can say that. It's like, I feel like I'm stripping them of their own personal right. If that makes sense. Mm. I, I feel like, I feel, I feel personally, I just feel like they can still identify with the other race, but you do get, yeah, you are mixed race, isn't it? You are mixed with something. People can obviously see that. Some people can't. I, I, even like some mixed race people I've seen, I'm like, right, I didn't even know he was mixed. Hmm. You know, and then there's some people that are black who are actually, who look mixed, but they're not. So hmm. I feel like I'm not saying that you can't identify with the other parts. You can, you know, that's, that's stupid of me to say that. Who am I to say that? But there is that sometimes, not all the time, with some of them, there is that victimizing of, oh, well, black people don't want me. So I'm going to just stick with the white side. But then the white side predominantly or the other races predominantly don't want you. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of um, families. Like I've got friends that- Your have mic's gone down a bit. It's a bit low. My mic? Yeah. Okay, cool. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you sound a bit quieter though. A bit quieter. Hold on. Let me see if I can fix this up. Oh, does it sound better now? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It just sounds quiet, but I can still hear. Oh, okay, let me turn more. Is this better? Sounds the same. Still sounds the same. Peak. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, what do you, what do you think, ATM? Do you want to like? Because obviously, I know with you, um, like I know you I know you've got a, a a white nun. Yeah. So. But when I see you, even growing up, um, looking at people with your complexion, I never saw you guys as mixed-raced or whatnot. I just saw you as light-skinned because black people can be light-skinned. Um, 
as we know already. So what would you think? Do you feel like that there's a need to define or identify with both sides? Or could you just say that we're black and obviously, because in America, they're considered as black. Obama is, you know, a black, a black president or was a black president at the time. You know, Kerry Washington, um, people like Meghan Markle. I think, black. I think we, uh, I think society um, makes people uh, think the way that they think and attaches people to whatever they want to attach it to at the point to benefit individuals or to, to, to benefit a group. Um, so, for instance, you might have someone like Lewis Hamilton, yeah? Um, uh, the F1 driver. He's mixed race, isn't it? His dad's black and his mum's white. Um, and uh, Europeans would be like, he's mixed race. Because he has done something good. He is an elite athlete. Yeah? And then there's the flip side of when a mixed race child stabs another another child, it's deemed as a black child. So a black child killed another black child. They don't identify the fact that actually he's half black and half white. So I feel like it's a it's a society issue on the way that we are raised to believe that uh, the way that we have to identify one another. Um, I, I, I tend to identify, identify myself as black. I don't identify myself as anything else. You know, my mum's mixed race. My dad's black. Um, like, well, I'm going to walk around and people say, oh, well, I'm quarter cast. That's, that's stupid. I'm, I'm more black than I am white. So that's how I identify myself. Um, but then I think it is also important to understand that if you have mixed heritage, so uh, mixed heritage can be you're from Ghana and also Nigeria. You should know both sides. So it doesn't matter what skin tone that you actually are. It's if you have the opportunity to learn or, or to be taught both sides, you should take that opportunity up. Um, yeah, that's kind of like what I think about it, to be fair. Um, I think that people turn around and go, oh, well, that person's mixed race, so they can't talk on black issues. Um, I think that's a bit sad. and a bit. I think it's a bit sad that people can be that ignorant to think that people can't talk on issues because someone's darker or someone's lighter. So then does it make it all right for a dark-skinned person to talk on a white issue? That, that leads, what we're doing is, is we, what society does is, and we all know it, if you divide, you conquer, and that's exactly where they've got us. So as a darker-skinned man, you can't talk on white issues. You shouldn't talk on white issues, but you still have an opinion. Do you understand? That puts yeah. me in a better position, isn't it? That means I can talk on white issues because my one nan is, 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 is white. So now I'm, I'm in a better position than you are. I think it's all a bit, uh, bizarre and a little bit. Um, that's see. So sorry to cut you. This is the thing for me. Then, if that's the case, then you know, like, why, 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 why is it? Um, what you know, the ones there. Like, if if it's, if it's about identity, really, then it's about the individual. I guess. I feel like we shouldn't. We need to stop really following what society then dictates. This is the problem because people would. I, what you just said earlier about 
someone being Nigerian and someone being Ghanaian is from mixed heritage. But I wouldn't even class it as that. And not to sound ignorant, but I would just say, well, you know, it's West African culture. They are very, very similar. The only difference is a language barrier. And I feel like if that's the case... Yeah, but then it, it doesn't have to be that. It could be... It doesn't have to be... It could be Ghanaian, you're half Ghanaian, half Egyptian. It could be you're half, you're half Egyptian, half Kenyan. Like, mm. like, it could be you're half Nigerian, half Jamaican. It's two mm. different cultures, isn't it? Your race, in a sense, different, ain't it? Because it's two different cultures. So... But then... It's, it, this, this is the techie, this is the, the, the techie situation then because it's like I could turn around and say then wait hold on is if we're all if we're all from you know Africa in that sense why is there a conversation of, of, of race in that sense if we're looking at basically for example I could be half Jamaican and half Scottish yeah they're two different mixed heritage but I, I look more predominantly black so if the world and society is going to see me as black, can't I just say that I'm black and then say, yeah, I am mixed with Scottish? Because we're all, even me as a dark-skinned African from West Africa, I am still mixed in with different, other different races upon my, my blood. And I haven't done my, you know, my ancestral thing just yet. But at the same time, like I know from my dad's side that my great-great-grandfathers are all from Sudan. But then when you look at old ancient maps of Africa, in the 1600s, West Africa was called Sudan. So it's just all mad. I feel like, I feel like with the individuals, you've got to really know your culture and know who you are at first because, you know, when you're looking at... Can, can I then say... Can I, could I then say, and I don't, I don't want anyone to shoot me in this one because I know girls are definitely shooting me in this one. Can I then say, if we're saying that, yeah, are we over colorism? Are we over... Well, I don't understand... Because colorism was color, so are we like colorism was an issue within, um, from what I remember in the black community amongst light skin, dark skin people, um, light skin being better privileged. I and, think and we're always gonna we're always gonna have those issues in it because those are people that are uh, uneducated and tend to fall into the, the narrative of listening to what the society tells you to believe. Um, we should be over that. I'm a I'm a black man. I might be fairer skin, but I'm a black man. Also, you know, um, recent things that I've learned recently is that you know when people say everyone's from everyone's from Africa, all black people are from Africa. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone, and they said, "I don't know. I don't know how true this is, but it makes a lot of sense." It was she. She said that basically this other um, there was other races on those on those continents before the slave ships arrived so there was indigenous people in jamaica there was indigenous people in australia there was indigenous people in all of these islands and that we can't sit now and act like nobody existed on these um on these islands like it's there was just no one it was just a clean island no one was there just animals and then this is what um this is what the slave trade uh, did. There was people living there too that might have been fairer skinned. You know, if you look at the indigenous people of Australia, they are red. They're dark skinned, but they're red skinned. But they still identify as, I would identify them as black. I think, I definitely think it's an individual thing. Um, I also think that class has a massive 
part to play in it. You touched on the fact of the way that someone chooses to dress. I think class is a, 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 a massive factor. If I am a mixed race, which I'm not, if I was a mixed race, half black, half white child, but I grew up in a predominantly white area, uh, affluent area at that, financially, uh, I'd probably not identified so much with my black side. Because I'd have probably gone to a school that is predominantly white, and I would probably go to their houses. So that's going to be the culture that I'm going to pick up. Those are the people that I am integrating with. So that's what I'm going to know. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think that there's so many layers to this. It's it's a very uh, it's very difficult to even to just give it one answer to say well like we have one answer. Mm. What do you think, Vicky? Um... I don't, so I I do think um, it is definitely complex because it's like I was saying I've, I've come across people that have their different reasons and I think a part of the issue just touching on the whole colorism aspect of it because colorism colorism to me is a bit separate from racism but they it's still kind of their sisters like they're they're still you know overlap in some ways but I do feel as though the biggest issues that I've heard of when it's come to colorism has been a case of let's say people who are darker skin feeling like people who are lighter skin don't understand the struggles they go through especially when you're talking about people who are from the same place um but then I also think it happens the other way around where people are it's kind of like people are comparing war wounds in a way where it's like oh well I'm darker skin so I've been through more than you because my skin is darker you might be seen as more acceptable to in society or to a certain group of people and then people who are light skin being like well you're acting like to say I don't experience anything at all, you know? And you've got your own grievances and the, and the things that you experience and you go through. And I've heard this over the years where I've had girls who are like, some some girls who are my friends who are darker skin and they're like, you've got a lot of light skin friends or a lot of mixed race friends is always the assumption usually. And it's like, firstly, not all of them are mixed race <laughs> or do they, you know, identify themselves as being that. Secondly, I don't see why that's a thing or how it becomes a thing. And when I've looked at some of the issues, I think it's just a case of people not hearing each other. You know, it's, it's like it's it's like if I block my ears to your trauma, but then I'm shouting at you, mine, it, people, you just end up in a case where no one's listening, you know? And I feel like that's been... Sorry, go on. No, I, I, I'm just agreeing. I'm in agreement to what you're saying. I think that people are, are very much just trying to shout and display their pain. Um, I think also with the touching on what you're touching on, I think, you know, when you when you think about uh, slavery days, and I know this is a little bit far-fetched, um, but still on topic, you know, we would say, oh, the, the lighter-skinned people tend to have it a lot more easier than the darker-skinned people that was in the cotton fields. Um, but essentially, we all got hung on the same tree, innit? And if there was a little bit of a bly for the lighter skinned, uh, uh, like fairer skinned black people, it was only because it was the slave master's kids. Yeah. So essentially there's going to be a little bit of compassion. Even if it's 1%, it's going to be a little bit of compassion. Um, and that's where that comes from essentially. I think that, you know, they got beaten and they got, you know, as, as much as 
anybody else out on a cotton field. It sometimes could even probably be worse because they're living in a household from a scornful woman, a woman that is essentially upset that this that, that her partner has decided to 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 bear children from uh, a slave. So that that's a whole different kind of struggle. But exactly yeah. what you just said, we cannot now start trying to balance up people's pain. At the end of the day, that whatever was going on in that that slave master's house, they were going through the exact same uh, pain or similar pain. They were still re- refrained from living a normal life, exact same way as the person that lived out on the on the cotton field or in the shed mm-hmm. or in the second house. You know, uh, everyone's going through their own individual pains, um, and I'm sure that it sometimes when you are in a bad position. Jealousy tends to 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 become a a trait because you look at somebody else and you might see that they might be dressed a little bit more different, um, and also it happens the other way around. Sometimes when you're in a better position, you feel like you can look down on someone. Essentially, everyone's pain is very similar when it comes to if we're talking about the the, the slave trade or or slavery days during the sixteen sixteen hundreds upwards up to the eighteen eighteen hundreds. So I'm definitely in agreement to what you're saying. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Let's say maybe talking about 30, 40 years ago, in schools, people didn't want to say they were African because of the perception that there was had towards African kids. But okay, so you've been knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, knocked down, and then what's happened? Now that it's, it's the proudest thing ever. Everyone wants to scream that they're African and that, or they're from Africa, and it's a thing to be proud of in the, in the black community. But a few years back, the black community were the ones knocking, or it was a thing that people were more ashamed of. You know, and I was saying, I'm talking obviously specifically in the UK, um, around like primary school, secondary school ages, but it's like the tables have turned because now it's the thing that people can hold and be proud of. So could that also be the case for people who felt like I'm being excluded from the black crowd or the white crowd? So they, you know, there's a formulated crowd of mixed race people who, decide they're going to do not we're just going to stick together and i'll say more so amongst girls than i've ever seen it amongst guys where it's like okay we're going to stick together and then it gets to the point where you're so bitter about what's been happening that you start to revolt and be like well i'm going to put you down because you're doing that to me so it's the whole idea of hurt people hurt people and i think that's something that specifically obviously colorism exists in other communities like the asian community um to the pan-asian community like it's it's real in other cultures as well. But I think in the black community, it specifically frustrates me <laughs> that realistically we're viewed in a certain type of way from society. And so to some people, it doesn't matter. To some people, they might feel like, you know, okay, we're a, bit, a little bit more socially acceptable if you dress or present yourself in a certain way or are of a certain color. But to be black to me and to really understand that and to feel like you can kind of just... I don't know, like exclude people in that way. It just frustrates me. So, sorry, go on, Jess. No, no, you're, no, what you're saying is is true, man. I I just think I think probably the solution to it will be that if you've got that much of a problem, yeah, that you're gonna scream and shout and how you feel, do your research on who you are in it. Um, do your ancestral bloodline, uh, um, DNA test. You know, uh, look at look look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, "Raw, like because." I think you made a point, both of you made a point, ATM and, and Vicky, where you spoke about, you know, like ATM said, I'm not going to walk around saying I'm quarter cast. But I do remember growing up, people were saying that half cast and quarter cast. And obviously, I don't know what happened, but it got 
put into this term of, of, of you know, um, it basically was a wrong way. It was like a very offensive term to use in it. So obviously it got um, taken out and obviously they, they created mixed race. But then now, um, like what Vicky's saying about obviously in school back in the days, it was, I was one of them guys where, you know, I'll be like, raw, like, yeah, I'm Ghanaian, but I'm mixed with, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it was like a proper, a madness to be fully African. Like people be dissing man, people be brushing man. Whereas when I got to uni, it was okay to be accepted as that. So I think culturally, that, I don't think that was our. I don't think that was our issue. I think I, I think that um, that wasn't that wasn't our fault. Essentially, it's our fault because we took it on. But that was because of how Africa was depicted to us as as young kids. Essentially, you know, when you saw uh, when you had when you saw anything of Africa, you look at all of the the charity, you know, uh, advertisement. It was always poverty. It was always uh, flies on the face and all the rest of it. So that's the narrative that we had. And I guess even yourself as 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 an African child in a European school, you already saw that yourself. So you probably wouldn't want to identify yourself with that. And mm. especially if you was born here, you definitely didn't want to identify yourself as that because you at that point you probably have never have been to Africa. And even if you came from Africa, because this was deemed the the best land ever, U, uh, UK or Europe is uh, is a better land than than where you're coming from. You don't want. To, it's like it's it's like it's like you becoming a multimillionaire, and it's a lot different now. But if you look, even if you tell it back ten years ago, you become a multimillionaire. You move to Knightsbridge. You're you know um, chilling in Knightsbridge, and someone goes, "Oh well, uh, where did you live before Knightsbridge?" You ain't gonna want to tell them you're you're from Brixton or Peckham or Lewisham or or, or um, you know Hackney or other areas. So it's it's a similar thing. So it's 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 that's something that was pushed onto us. That's something that's 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 beyond us. We don't even we didn't even realize. Same way. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. That's that's, that's what I think. So really then, it comes like basically the solution, there is the, the root of all these colorism, you know, mixed race people identifying as white or black. And the whole issue really comes from a lack of knowledge, really. A lack of knowledge and understanding. So in 2020, I personally don't think that it should still be an issue if there is so much information out there on race. But do you feel like it's an issue? Because I generally, as a fair-skinned person like a fair-skinned black man i don't really i've never really seen it as an issue like i've seen other people struggle i've seen other people struggle like as i said when you're in primary school secondary school uh, there might be african kids but there was also caribbean kids that came from the caribbean over they didn't want to identify themselves as caribbean um um and sometimes you can't get away from it because obviously you've got the accent or you might have the African accents. So you can't get away from it. Um, uh, so I, I didn't, I, 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 me I can't say that I personally had um, that, that as an issue. I might have seen other people struggle with it. I, I, feel, like, I feel like what it is, is it's like, like what Vicky said, I think it's from the guys, it was more kind of brushed off if it was ever an issue, it was only through, I don't know, picking a girl or going for a girl or whatever. Man might say, oh, you're light-skinned, that's where you get all the girls. 
and then man might say, oh, you're dark skin, you're chocolate, that's where you get. You know what I was there, fam? But I think... Yeah, I think girls, maybe I might have that when I was younger, like, oh, yeah, you're fair skin, so you, you, they're just going to... But once again, that's something that is... That's something that's advertised to us. That's something that's beyond us. Like, you, I, honestly, if you used to ask yourself this, yeah, when you was in primary school, what kind of skin tone woman did you like or girl did you like? Like, when you got to, like, year six and your, your hormones start to change, what, what was, was it? When I was in primary school, I, wait, I like white girls. That's exactly. what was in, But that's, that what, that's what depicted to us at but, that age. But then I feel, I, feel, I feel like that was obviously because of the primary school I went to. When I went to secondary school now, it was, I, I didn't even look at no, white girls. No, I, I don't think it's the primary school because I went to a predominantly black primary school. There was uh, a handful of white, the white kids that went there. Um, and... You would fancy the white girl, or you would fancy the Greek-looking girl, or the the, the Turkish-looking girl because they had yeah. long hair. You wouldn't fancy the the, the typical dark-skinned girl because uh, because of the way that our minds are conditioned to think that they're not beautiful. Mm. So I think that, and then when you get to secondary school, it changes. Secondary school it changes, and it might change for various reasons. It might be uh, they develop mm-hmm. a lot faster mm-hmm. than maybe. The, the, the counterpart of a, of a white woman or a white girl at that time. So you might start saying, "Raw, like, she looks all right. Or it might be the way she does her hair or the way that she walks. Or it could be any of those, any of those uh, circumstances on why it changes. I don't think it's, I just honestly don't think there is a, a solution. I just think that people, because I don't, even if you look at history, history is going to teach you so much. But then we are still conditioned in society to still think think a certain way, and I think yeah, it's more I, of an individual yeah. problem. Yeah, it could be an individual problem. I hear that. I feel. I just like I'm saying. I feel like now in 2020, like we can get we can get past this, isn't it? We ain't got time to be really looking at a person and saying, "Oh, you know, are they a mixed race? They can't speak on black problems." That's that's so stupid. Or they're dark skin, and how would they know what a mixed race person feels like? I feel like. Like you said, you all got hung on the same tree. You know, feds are still killing uh, mixed race boys, black boys, you know, Latino but boys. Even, you know. even that term mixed race, if you don't see people as mixed race, you wouldn't say, just say, you'd just say a black person. It don't matter yeah. what you would say. You wouldn't say, you'd say, a, you might even say a fairer skin black person. You wouldn't say mixed race if you only identify that person as black. If that's, I'm only talking about you individually. If you see mm. that person as black, then... You wouldn't say mixed yeah. race, you'd just say black, black yeah, I, I, I stopped using mixed race a while back um, because I just believed, when I, looked, when I researched and looked at certain things, every indigenous country on the earth, their native people are black. China, Asia, Africa, even in Europe, you can look at, you can look at the, um, the uh, uh, what do you call them man there again? The um, Eskimos, the Eskimos, the, you know, ones there from, even in Great Britain, the Cheddar Man. So I just said, in the day, you know, Unless you're blatantly European, I'm not going to look at you and say, oh, this is what you are and whatnot. But instead of getting back and forth on that, I think the best way to see it is, like you said, it's an individual problem. And if you individually feel that way, do your research in it. Know who you are, because when you do know who you are, you've just got better clarity. There's a part of me that I appreciate the whole idea of more representation in the media, but... It's like, and I guess it has to come in the way in which it's coming, because it's something that hasn't been happening. But it's like, I do think that solutions do lie in things around building self-love 
from when you're a child, especially if you know you're having a black child, regardless of what complexion that child is, building them to have self-love, but to also have love and I, I guess some form of understanding of other people and other people's experiences, that idea of empathy. Do you get what I mean? Because I do feel like things like, you know, like just again, talking about like, let's say young black girls, the whole ideas of Barbie, dollies, etc. the way the media would, and it, when I do think the media plays a massive role in how, in what the standard of beauty is at any one time. Do you get what I mean? Which is why I think now there is the, there, there was such a big hoo-ha about the fact that it's like, well, why aren't there many dark-skinned black women represented in these videos? So, um, let's say just, just in regards to music or playing lead roles and things like that. So I do think it's definitely something that does need to be taken into consideration. It does need to be factored in, but I think it, the media plays its part, but then also as a parent in a home with your children, you play the biggest part because a lot of us often, even though there's society out there in terms of how society moves and there's cultural movements where people will, you'll find people will go through phases, whether it be, oh, you know, this type of person is identified as like the most attractive. So people will be staring towards that and then it changes. But I think how people grow up in their homes and, and the influence they have at home also plays a massive part. Because I've, I've had, got a friend who, growing up, she was always taught her hair's beautiful. She knew, she didn't necessarily know her history in depth about black history and why there was such oppression around her hair. But she was raised to love her hair. This girl has never put anything in her hair in regards to... She doesn't really do weave. She maybe has gone through a phase of straightening her hair a little bit, but the one thing that she's always been prideful of and big on is her hair. But even this idea that black girls can't grow hair or the typical dark-skinned black girl don't have long hair. A lot of these girls have long hair underneath their weaves. A lot of them do. They're not wearing weave because they ain't got no hair. That's like, it's just BS. So the idea that black women don't have long hair or you don't have this and you don't have that. So then people start looking at, well, then who does have this? Who, who does fit these descriptions? And I think that's where you start to get this one standardised idea of mm. who is, who is who's beautiful and who isn't. Round it up and bring it to a close. Um, you're 100% right, Vicky, and um, ATM, with the beginning stages of obviously parenting and also how you see yourself. So I feel like identify, and to identify yourself and know your history if you haven't had that upbringing with your parents or if you haven't had that upbringing where you've understood certain things, just learn about it from now on. And um, really look into, you know, how you as a person practice self-love. Because again, if you practice more self-love, you wouldn't really care what anyone else has to think. And yeah, we, you know what? I feel like we are changing that narrative with media. I feel like there is medias out there that are putting, pushing more of a black conscious image now. Um, everyone's starting to, including myself, starting to, a lot of people are starting to lock their hair, twist their hair and that because they feel like they need to, um, they just feel like it looks better or whatnot. Whereas I would never have thought of having hair like this ever in my entire life. So yeah, but anyway, I think that's cool. I think, I think we spoke um, a lot about um, race and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you know, 